Welcome to Wednesday, and welcome to Talk Comics to Me. New comic book day. Um, for those of you who don't know, it's also World Goth Day. Yeah, it is. So, And I accidentally wore all black. And <laughs> I wore my Make America Goth Again shirt today. I, I, I seriously had no idea until I got home, and I was like looking on the internet, and I was like, oh. And then I looked down at my outfit. You did a good job. I, I did do a good job. You know, Courage with his... To quote the poets, we're fucked, which seems real goth. It's way goth. Okay, so I'm Champ Champenstein. I am also Champ Champenstein. And Scamp Peppercorn. And Scamp Peppercorn. Uh, Sometimes I'm also Heather Hadfield, but I guess it just depends on the day. It's fine with me. Yes. So... Let's get talking about comics. You you should probably start. <laughs> yeah, I'm loaded today. So the first one I'm going to mention is Faithless. It's uh, issue number two. It's that really horny witch comic that I was <laughs> really into. A real horny witch comic. Yes. So I guess it's mostly just about this girl finding her way in the world and it's like a journey of self-discovery she has sex with women she's into magic she's into the idea of you know magic just being all around and again it's very horny there's it's a very sexually graphic so with that being said I'm going to show you the variants for them they're called the erotica covers you have to describe them too (laughs) okay so (laughs) first I'm going to show it this is the variant for the second one, if you can't see. This is the main character. Her name is Faith, and she is going hard on this devil. Goblin. A goblin? Goblin. Gobbling. Gobbling. He's a, go- a demon? A goblin? Yeah. Goblin. She's, I want him to be a goblin so bad. She is choking on his dick. <laughs> I don't know. She's, it doesn't look like she's choking. It looks like she's having a really good time. Um, so I'm going to describe it. Um, it's the, uh, sh- her name's Faith. She's, uh, I would say, average height, uh, nice little butt. She's got black hair with uh, bangs. She is on her knees, and this uh, demon guy is sitting in the chair in front of her. He's got his legs spread wide, and he is in a very comfortable stance, kind of slouched, and his wiener's out. That is good. I when I first saw this, I didn't see the the shadow demon man. So it just looked like she was like laying into the the shadows and then I saw the what was happening? The goblin. Yes, it's super cool. Really into that cover. And then there's also <laughs> a second printing of the erotica cover from issue 1. So the original cover I forgot the name again. Lote Something lo- Latte? Yeah, I can't remember. But the second printing that I have here is actually the artist who does the art for inside of Faithless. <laughs> that was a weird way of wording it. I'm so sorry. But yeah, this, this one just came out today. So this is for issue one. Look how disgusting that is. It's so good. There's a lot of juices. <laughs> yeah. It's real wet. <laughs> it's real horny. That is a pretty, pretty horny, pretty yeah. horny cover. So if, if anyone is into those kind of covers, I would say get them because they're great. So, yeah, that was Faithless. Again, sorry. So I have next uh, Incursion. This is the last issue of the series. So this is about 
Gilad the Eternal Warrior. He is tasked with protecting the geomancer of the world. There's a necromancer. <laughs> she is going around to different worlds, and she's pretty much taking all their resources, killing all the humans and stuff, because if she has that power, she lives forever. So she has a, a servant who helps her find the worlds. The servant, I don't know how to say her name, Scintilla, she poisoned the geomancer. So this four-issue series is Gilad trying to find a cure for the geomancer, essentially, before the necromancer and Paratrax Virago gets to Earth and kills everyone. I loved this series. I'm glad it was only four issues because I didn't, I didn't have to go too hard. Yeah. But, but yeah, this is uh, one that I picked up just randomly because it sounded interesting, and I'm so glad I did because it's incredible. The art is also really good because it's, I don't, I don't know, I've never really seen a comic book with more realistic people in it, mm-hmm. and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. So, incursion. Okay, it is my turn, and I'm actually not talking about a new comic book right now. I am talking about, I am talking about Batman. <laughs> I have been spending the last few months catching up on this Tom King run. I've kind of gone hard the last couple weeks and been picking up single issues, and I'm at issue 53 right now. So I just got past the Bat and Cat wedding. And going on to uh, what's happening now, it's really, I, I've heard a lot of people talk shit on this particular Batman run, and I, I honestly do not understand. I think it's, oh, geez, Megatron. Un momento, I gotta go shut my door. He's being a naughty boy. <laughs> I'll talk about Batman for a minute. I've, I have not read any of this. I think I flipped through the wedding issue just because I wanted to see what happened because I love spoilers. So that's it. <laughs> Chance back. And yeah, I knew everything that I was about to read because I had somebody spoil the entire issue for me because I wasn't planning on reading Batman <laughs> at all. So I was like, yeah, just just give it to me what happens. And they did. And Now you know. And then I read the issue, and I was still kind of bummed out, even though I knew exactly what was going to happen. And spoiler, they don't get married. (laughs) Whoa. But uh, the particular run I just finished was called Cold Days, and the whole idea is that Bruce Wayne is been called for jury duty, and his first, the trial he's put on is uh, Mr. Freeze, and... He, as Batman, had caught Mr. Freeze. And mm-hmm. so, you know, to the jury themselves, it was a very open and shut case. And then Bruce Wayne's like, but what if he's wrong? And so that kind of just, that is what that <laughs> run in run is. And it is really amazing because it is just Bruce Wayne being like, well, if this happened and this happened, why, why would, it was just, it was just cool. And I don't know. Part of me is like, is it the fact, did he know he was going to somehow be called for jury duty? Did he somehow get himself called for jury duty because he knew he was wrong? I don't know. Or is it just some other like psychological shit of like, he's just real sad fucking right now because. But he doesn't need to go to therapy. 
Yeah, but, you know, he doesn't need to go to therapy. I highly suggest checking out this run of Batman. I love it. I can't speak highly enough of it. I would say, you know, with, like, any Tom King work, it is a very humanized version of Batman. So you have, I guess, less punching. I'm using bunny ears if you're not watching. Because there's still lots of punching, but there is lots of depth to who Bruce Wayne is, how he would be, and I, I can I can agree, hard agree with Tom King, but I would need a hat that says you know make America Tom King again. I don't know what I'd, that means. I'd wear that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's all I have to say about Batman. I just thought I would tell everybody that's what I've been doing because I don't have that many comic books to talk about today. It's nice to know what you've been reading. Yeah. I've also been reading Game of Thrones, if anybody else wants to know. (laughs) If anyone else wants to talk about it, please don't contact me, because I will talk for hours. So now we'll talk about Invisible Kingdom, or maybe I will talk about it. Heather has not had a chance to read this issue yet. Yeah, I forgot that I was supposed to get it, so I bought it way after I finished reading all my other comics, so sorry. And the series continues to be really, really good. It does hit the point of the two main characters meeting up with one another and kind of the nun thinking that she has done the the very worst thing. She's off her path. But personally, this is probably exactly where her path was supposed to be, if we're going to get into that. This girl? Yeah. Okay, okay. I thought you were talking about the higher up no, nun the, who's doing the, all the bad stuff. The new baby baby okay. nun. Okay. This is still a series I would suggest, especially if you are into the idea of religions and corporations working together and people finding that out and having to run for their lives. Because it's corrupt. Yeah. And it's space and it's psychedelic and it's really cool. So Yeah, Christian Ward does the art. Yeah, so the art is incredible. It's a a book I would highly suggest to everybody. Me too. You. Uh, me. Okay. Yeah, yeah you got to okay. go, dude. I, gotta, I have so many. <laughs> okay, so I have Mr. and Mrs. X. This is issue number 11. Just discovered today that this series takes place in the same timeline as Uncanny X-Men, the series that's running now, but it's after all the X-Men have died. So they come back from their little honeymoon in space or whatever, and all the X-Men are dead. It's a weird thing. And, you know, Gambit has a conversation with himself where he's like, yeah, I want to go find the other X-Men that are alive, but I have to protect my throne as the king of thieves. So, of course, he does that. There's more important things to be done. Yeah. And this also takes place during the same time that Rogue leaves to go help or fight against Captain Marvel. I think that's Captain Marvel issue number three or or four. four. Yeah. Yeah. So it takes place there. So the first, like, I don't know, 40, I was going to say 40%, which does not make any (laughs) sense because I meant to say 90, is just Gambit fighting with all the people that he was, you know, raised with in New Orleans and stuff. And then typical Gambit fashion gets caught. And is in chains, which happens so often in this series, it's ridiculous. <laughs> but I still love it. 
because I still love Gambit. And you think he's probably not the king of thieves if that's the case? Well, he went to go protect his title. I mean, but he's always getting caught. Yeah. I just wonder how bad everyone else in his guild is <laughs> if he's the king. But yes. Um, uh, sir, I think you pip- pickpocketed me. <laughs> what are you talking about? This shit just falls everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it has a, a lot of really cool callbacks to older series. I mentioned a champ that it does a callback to the Gambit series from 2013 that I spent a lot of time collecting, even though there's only 17 issues. <laughs> I, I still really enjoy it. I, I think they're cute. They're, they're nice. So next. They're nice. They're nice. So I also have the Avengers. And this is issue 19. This is the middle of War of the Realms battle for Brooklyn. <laughs> Manhattan. That's that's where most of it takes place. Just kidding. It's like, did you just barf? Yeah, I, I just threw battle words out of my mouth. <laughs> battle for Brooklyn. This issue is mostly told from the point of view of Gorilla Man, who was a part of the team that... I think it was T'Challa who made his own separate lesser Avengers team that also had uh, Ursa Minor, Ursa Major, the bear. It had some several other people that have been in the Avengers before, not the actual team, but the comic. He made their, uh, like, a second group of Avengers, and they were on other quests that the main Avengers could not take care of. It is, yeah, told from the point of Gorilla Man and how he works with the Avengers and all of his internal struggles, and it was so good. I, I hate how good these are. <laughs> I, it really annoys me when Jason Damn Aaron... comic books. I know. Jason Aaron can make a fucking gorilla relatable. I mean, we're related to gorillas anyway, <laughs> but, I mean, their own personal struggles, the fact that I can relate to some of the things that he was feeling, stressed me out, but I love it. Okay, so it's my turn. I have Martian Manhunter. This is issue number five of a 12-issue series. <laughs> I'm, we're getting through them, so soon I might not have a 12-issue series to talk about, and I don't know how else to say anything about a comic book. You're not going to be able to say anything. I'll be like, what is this? I don't know how to read. <laughs> this book I did, I was able to read because it is a 12-issue <laughs> series. You will be fine. You'll I'm, make it through. This was on a, I feel like a little bit of a longer than a month break. Because when I, I read this, I was almost confused for a second. But John is being attacked by the bad guy, the main villain, who you find out is somebody from Mars, like a, a super, super criminal of sorts. And this were they is, on Mars together? Yeah, they were on Mars together. Okay. And this is, I believe, possibly the criminal that the whole mind disease that spread across Mars started from. That is if I'm Origins. reading... Yeah, this is if I'm reading things correctly, and if I remember all of the past issues right. And I did not go back and read them, so don't quote me on this. Okay? But I think this story is really cool. It also goes into... His partner uh, on Earth, his cop partner's life, and what she kind of does in the background, and I, I don't know. It's hard to describe. 
it's one of those series like the art is really really good really really just like colorful colorful like cartoony just like over exaggerated it's the panel layouts are really cool i feel like you just kind of have to read it to understand what's going on otherwise it kind of just sounds like nonsense sounds like aliens pretending to be humans well yeah and that's and that is the case at least in john's case i just once again really like the dynamic of them showing the past and what happened on mars and how john is trying to still like deal with that and come to these conclusions about who this guy is it's just a or this person is it's a lot going on a lot of moving moving parts a lot of weird names you got seven issues left. I had to count on my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were, like, playing, like, a trumpet. No, I was like, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Yeah, eight, ten. I mean, and there is a lot to go. So they kind of, I'm, I'm interested. I'm in I'm in for it. I'm ready. That's cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so next is something that we both happen to have. This is Middle, <laughs> Middle West. Middle West. Yes, Middle West. About a boy with anger problems. Yeah. This is back from a break. So if you have the chance, the trade did come out today as well, which has the first six issues, and this is issue number seven. So you could pick it all up at once and just have yourself a good time. A good, sad time. A good, sad time. It is really good, though. Yeah, no, it is It is very phenomenal. The story deals with a young, guy, or young boy who has been... Uh, mentally and somewhat physically abused by his father and is dealing with a lot of past childhood trauma. And at one point, his father turns into a giant storm monster. And the kid runs away from home with the talking fox is the the best, best way to describe this. But at its core, it just deals a lot with childhood trauma and what it can do to you and how it sticks with you and the different ways of dealing with memories can bring these things to the surface. <laughs> you literally said everything that I wanted to say, too. So I, I'm, I'm sorry. No, I it's okay. I to steal it's, your words. I have so much more to talk about, so it's, <laughs> it's okay. And this issue itself um, came back from break. It is very, very strong issue as well. At the end of the last story arc you find out that there's a lot more going on with him than you originally think and this deals with them going on from that and trying to deal with everything that's happened and has been happening and learning how to fucking deal with it yeah and hopefully move forward and i don't know i don't want to ruin this issue just in case you decide to pick it up which i am telling you to to please please do i this is a series I feel very, very passionate about. Yes, we've gotten very emotional talking about this one before. We'll save you tears. Yeah, so this time. And do it yourself. Yes, and send pictures to us because <laughs> I love seeing other people cry. I like talking to my buds about crying. It can be, it's, it's a good time. Yeah, crying is fun. <laughs> crying is fun. <laughs> so you go until we hit something because I have one. Two. Okay. I have two before we hit the bottom. Okay. So I have... Just tell me when you need a break. War of the Realms, Uncanny X-Men. I thought I had a lot to say about this, but I'm not going to lie. I kind of forgot what happened. <laughs> I read a lot of comics this morning. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, I mean, you can tell for the most part, it's the uh, characters from Uncanny X-Men, the series, dealing with War of the Realms. 
They are, I know a group of them has like a safe house or whatever that they've been like taking normal ass humans to, to save them. And then there's a, you know, the the bad group of the X-Men who are still, despite the fact that there's frost giants all over the place, just trying to go around killing other mutants. This does have Sif in it. Lady Sif, who we love. Or I love. I don't, I, I, I don't know her. Sif is great. Sif is uh, one of the, well, it's Sif and the Warriors 3. She is Thor's, one of Thor's friends, I guess. I forget if it's in the Marvel Universe or in real Norse mythology, which one is which. <laughs> so I'm just going to say that they're friends. They know each other. They have fought together, and now she's fighting with the X-Men to take down all the Frost Giants. Yes. it's. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun, like I think most comics are. There's fighting. There's Sabretooth. It was tight. So next I have, this is Mary Shelley, Monster Hunter. This is supposed to be the true story of how she wrote the story of Frankenstein. I... Love this. It's incredible. All right. The doctor that she ends up running into is Victoria Frankenstein, who ends up being Victor Frankenstein's daughter. She, when she was growing up, she used to watch him perform his surgeries and stuff on humans, and she looked up to him. But because of the time period, women were not allowed to be doctors, like go to medical school Mm -hmm. and stuff. So she pretended to be her cousin. I can't remember his name. But she would dress like a man to go to school. But when she was found out, she was obviously kicked out of school. Her father died before she could explain everything. So she has spent her entire life trying to create a man that was worthy of having a woman as a partner. So that's how (laughs) the, the pieces of other men come around. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. So she pretty much asks Mary Shelley... Because uh, they're in the house, uh, Lord like Lord Byron, Percy Shelley, and some other women. I can't remember their names. They were all going to do the contest of like who could write the scariest story. So Victoria Frankenstein asks Mary Shelley to write a story about what is happening because they just found the perfect brain, and they're going to put it in their monster. It's incredible. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's so good. Um, but yeah, that's Mary Shelley. Monster Hunter. It's only two issues in, so if you want to pick it up, you're you're really not going to have to read much. Do you, do you want me to go? Yeah, please us? go. Okay. I need a drink. I have Runaways. This is issue number 21. Dang. Much farther into it than I, I have actually thought about. Yeah, I did not even realize it was that far in. This issue deals with Chase going grocery shopping, and I like how average... These people seem like from everything that you've told me, it's like, yeah, this is what they did today. And it's stuff that a group of teenagers would do. I mean, they are. And then it's like, oh, okay, so what? what is the significance of their story? <laughs> they just ran away. <laughs> I would still read it, though. No, it's it's really great. Yeah, so Chase is grocery shopping for everybody, and he gets... A call, like he essentially is in a group chat and he gets all these messages from everybody and then gets a call from Gert and it's just kind of showing how overwhelming everything that's going on is, in my personal opinion. In this issue, Carolina also is in therapy, so it kind of deals, has her whole therapy session laid out and 
that was really interesting, how she's dealing with being happy and not understanding how she can be happy and sad at the same time, which I was just like, damn, dude, yep. Real life <laughs> Real life. And then this also ends with Molly talking about what's been going on with her and how she's been feeling because she's been dealing with all of this shit since she was a kid. Her parents dying, and then her grandma dying just recently, and then her mom, clone mom dying again. So just... A lot of, a lot of stuff. Clone mom. Yeah, a lot of stuff's been happening in her life, and it's stressful. And then, oh, oh there's a kiss. But. Guys, I like, I like kisses. So I yeah. like when they're drawn out. Ooh, that's a cute cover. So yeah, there's a lot going on. You find out what happens to Victor. It's a, uh, if you are a teen or a teen at heart, that is the <laughs> book for you. <laughs> I'm 32, by the way. So, teen at heart right here. Okay, so I have The War of the Realms, The Punisher. This is a little tie-in. I honestly want to pick up more Punisher stuff because I have been really enjoying his tiny role in all this War of the Realms stuff. And this issue, he... Sorry, I'm trying to figure out exactly where he's going. Okay, so he enlists the help of a bunch of prisoners to help him save people from, like, the frost giants and stuff. Damn, Mega. <laughs> so he, him and all the prisoners, they evacuated a bunch of people who were, like, patients from a hospital who were pretty much in the war zone, and he's trying to get them to New Jersey, I think, because there's a doctor there that they need. So they're, all these people with prisoners and stuff are traveling through the Lincoln Tunnel, and it's, they're also just fighting creatures and stuff from all the different worlds uh there is a very it's very sad two-page scene with him and his family from the past and like he has a conversation with his daughter and it is really sad i'm gonna make you read it real quick it's just like this one page just that one i really enjoy punisher you know frank castle as a person i think he is really cool and I think that series is only going to be three three issues. Yeah, I think three issues yeah. is correct. I think that's because that's how much all, most of them. Are. Yeah. So I would say even if you're not reading War of the Realms, but you like the Punisher, maybe pick that up anyway. Because if you know kind of what's going on, you don't need to read the issues. I read this one. This is Wolverine wow. Infinity Watch. This is issue number four out of the five. I read this one. But I don't, I don't really understand what happened. I don't, I got kind of confused by some of the stuff that was happening. So I'm going to have to go back and read the third one again, just to kind of refresh my memory because Loki is in this, but I thought Loki left. I don't know. I don't know. There's like, there's a, the art's really cool in it. There's like, there's a, there's a page when Wolverine has all of his skin burned off and he's just bones in this like cage and he's like, go get the bat. To the dog, the, the ghost dog. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's... I think we got lost on the ghost dog the last issue. Yeah, so I'm, that's all we're going to say about it. Pretty much Loki and Wolverine are working together to find someone who has one of the Infinity Stones, I think. Um, yeah, see, obviously I'm confused. I don't know what's going on. But I enjoy it. <laughs> The pictures are good. Yeah, the pictures look really good. And, of course, 
you know, Loki is great in it. He's a little shit, but it's fine. And then I'm not going to talk about this one because I am not caught up on it. And I actually just recently took it off my poll because I just don't enjoy it anymore. I did really enjoy the first story arc. I haven't read any of this since the War of the Realms has been happening. So maybe I'll like it as a tie-in. I don't know. I just... I just wasn't really into it. I, like, I thought I was going to be. I was, like, Asgardians. Fucking cool. No. So, Asgardians of the Galaxy. First arc, good. Yes. All right. All the, right. And, and the second arc so far, it hasn't been bad. It's just not not keeping me interested anymore. That's fair. Yeah. That's, that's totally fair. So, I will go before we talk about our last book. I have Assassin Nation. Assassin Nation. This is issue number three. I believe this is only going to be a five-issue series. So this deals with the assassins figuring out who they think has been doing all of the bad assassinating. And they go after him. But surprise! there's There's a, you know, shadowy figure... Lots more of them get killed. It's it's pretty pretty intense. This book is a lot of fun. Sounds spooky. It's pretty. It's just not. It's not spooky, but it's, um. it is action packed. And then you find out that everything is definitely not as it seems, which was probably going to be the case in the first place. But if you ask me, I think the main guy is actually the one orchestrating everything so that all the other assassins get killed. Like why so else? he can get all the hits and make all the money. Yeah, so why? smart. Yeah. I mean, I would. I would too. I'm an assassin. Ha. <laughs> 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 That's how I assassinate people. <laughs> you just scare them to death. <laughs> oh my god, it's champ. <laughs> okay, so this is the last one. This is Technically just mine, but Champ borrowed it to yeah. read it, so we're both going to talk about it. This is War of the Realms, Strike Force, The Land of Giants. I mean, to be fair, I'll, I'll probably actually buy that issue because I did, I did like it a lot. Yeah, it's really good. This is another tie-in for War of the Realms. This is the, the group, the Strike Force, that goes to Jotunheim to find Thor, which was mentioned in... Three? Three. Issue yes. three of War of the Realms. Yes. We're, we're, we should have written that down, but yeah. we didn't, and we did good. Three. Yeah, three. There we go. Okay, so the strike force consists of Wolverine, Iron Fist. I almost said Iron Jaw. <laughs> Why doesn't anyone use that name? Iron Jaw. Luke. You should just know him by that. Spidey and Captain America. Uh, I think I mentioned at one point when the issue came out that Captain America has the sickest coat ever. So I'm just going to show you again in case you guys forgot. There it is. A blue fur-lined puffy coat with a white star. Uh, I'm actually a big fan of everybody's outfits in this. Yeah. I mean, especially Spider-Man's outfit. Yes. His little shield and his little helmet. I would die for this Spider-Man. Yes. If this Spider-Man came to me and said, Heather, I need all your blood, I would say, all right, Spidey, just take it. Wear that helmet all the time. (laughs) But this issue does talk a lot about, it's interesting, it's from Spider-Man's perspective, and he's kind of talking to MJ, telling her the story of them going to find Thor 
And it's really heartwarming once one for being told from Spidey's perspective and also just a lot of really funny, stupid shit that happens in there. And you get just a little bit of a heartwarming story as well. I I don't know. I liked it a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, I did too. Uh, I liked the the horses. I liked the horses a lot. The horses were great. So they have horses in War of the Realms. All the Valkyrie were killed, but there were still some of their horses that wanted to serve. So they are riding them around. I, I don't want to, like, give anything away, but it's incredible. Yeah. I love the horses. I love the horses. I love Spider-Man. I love the humor. I I would say to pick this up if you're reading the War of the Realms uh, miniseries and you like any of those characters, Spider-Man, Captain America, Wolverine, <clears throat> Luke Cage, or Iron Fist, because they all are really awesome. Yeah. Oh, my God. <clears throat> it's, it's okay. I'm sorry. But, yes, I think this one's also only going to be three issues because it's all only three, yeah, three or ha- five. Haven't they already done all three? Because this one? No, this is the first one. No, because it's only going to be, it's like Strike Force. Oh, that's right. So this is a like a one-shot within the Strike, Strike Force, Force Yeah, and I think all three of the Strike Forces have come out. Or, that's right. Or there might be more Strike Forces. I'm not very well-versed in the War of the Realms universe. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's true. All of this stuff. There's just sometimes, like, a little too many books to, like, get your wires crossed. Yes. Um, speaking of, there are two other War of the Realms tie-ins that came out today that wow. I have, but I didn't buy them yet because I'm just not caught up. It was also um, New Agents of Atlas, issue number two, and Journey into Mystery number three. Yeah. So... Plus, you guys needed to know how many War of the Realms tie-ins came out today. It, it was, was a, lot. a lot. So that's that's Wednesday now. You did it. I did it. My, that's why my throat is all yeah. messed up. I had to keep talking. But <clears throat> thanks for joining us for another Wednesday. We say pick up the Middle West trade and make yourself sad, happy. Yeah. Cry about it. Whatever. <laughs> And we'll see you next Wednesday. You enjoy your week. You do whatever the fuck you want to do. Send us pictures of you crying. Yeah, do that. Thank you. That's what we really want, especially on World Goth Day. Yeah.